your word says that when two or more are gathered, there you are with them. And Lord, as we've, we've gathered and we've sung praises to you, God, we know that your presence is here. And with your presence, Lord, comes healing. With your presence comes wholeness, comes joy, comes peace. Lord, we ask that your presence would bring that this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. You guys are more than welcome to grab a seat. Good on you for making it out here tonight on this lovely winter's day in Christchurch. And I thought just to just to kick it off, if you're looking at me going, there's something a little bit different about his face. Yes, I do have glasses now. No, I'm not trying to look like Carl or Paul. Turns out after 22 years, I've realized I have astigmatism. And so now I can actually see you all, which is really, really good. <laughs> so I'm really excited that tonight we get to really launch into this series called Reach. And um, last week we kicked it off by kind of um, giving an overview into the idea of reach as we lead into the Thanksgiving faith offering. But tonight and for the next three weeks, we're going to look at three aspects of reach. And I love the idea of reach because reach is an outward action. You know, reach is an outward action to extend yourself out. It requires action on our part. You know, so we, we reach up to God. We get connected with him and his heart. And as we do that, that then causes us to reach in, to, to look at the things that he's given us, the, the gifts and the talents and the blessings that are, in our, that are in our life. And as we do that, we then cannot help but to start reaching out because what God has given us is not meant to stay bottled up. It's not just for us, but it's meant to be used as a blessing to those around us. So we reach out. It's an outward action. And that's the whole heart of this series as it stems from Matthew 22 verse 37, Jesus talking about the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, and then some translations even add strength. In other words, Jesus is saying, love God with everything you have. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And here in this verse, we can see those three aspects of reach. We reach up to God as we love him with all our heart, and our soul, but we're also told to love him with our mind and our strength. We reach in the things that he has given us, and then that allows us to outwork the final one as we reach out and love your neighbor as yourself. But notice what Jesus says about the first commandment. This is the first and greatest commandment. In other words, before we do anything else, before we attempt to do anything in our own power or our own effort or our own strength, the first thing we need to do is to reach up. We've been designed, as Carl mentioned this morning, for a full-time relationship with God. We were created foremost to be connected with Him, and it's out of that place that we're then able to reach in and reach out. And tonight, we're going to be looking at that first aspect, reach up. Because reaching up is connecting yourself to God. It's acknowledging that in order to do anything of significance for the kingdom, if you truly want to see the kingdom of God advance through your life, if we truly want to see the kingdom come here on earth, we first need to get connected with what God is doing. 
And to further illustrate this idea, I'd love to show you a painting. And this is one of my favorite paintings. It's Michelangelo's Creation of Adam in the Sistine Chapel. And it's, it's one of my favorite painting, there paintings. And there's so much going on in this painting. You could pull it apart for hours. But I want to highlight for you why this is my favorite painting. Sorry, is it possible to have it put in the middle just so I can... Sweet. So what I want to highlight to you is notice this is, this is depicting God creating Adam. And I want, what I want you to highlight is notice the posture of God. All right. So notice that, look at the strain that's on his face. There's almost that, that desperate look. Notice how his arm is fully outstretched. His finger is, is extended towards Adam. His body language is fully directed down towards Adam. And I love this because for me, this so accurately reflects the posture that God has towards us. This shows a God that is not distant. This shows a God that's not uninterested in his creation. This shows a God, this doesn't show a God that just lets everything happen out before him and he stands back and watches. This is a God that wants to be close with his creation. This shows a God that cares about what's going on in your world. This shows a God that will reach out for you. This shows a God who reached down into the earth through a man named Jesus so that we could be forever connected to him. But then in light of all this, notice Adam's posture and response. He's just reclined. He's relaxed. There's, there's not much urgency to him. Notice the blank look in his eyes, the kind of absent expression on his face. He's even using his knee to to prop up his arm. His hand is kind of just hanging there. And this challenges me because this can so often be my posture towards God. I know he's there. I know he loves me. I can see the things he's doing, but how often do I actually spend time with him? How often do I actually reach for his presence? I know he's there, I can see him, but I think I could carry on in my own strength. I don't really need to pray about what's going on. I don't really need to seek God for his advice. I've got this, I can can handle this on my own. But then we read Deuteronomy 8 verse 17 where it says, You may say to yourself, by my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So often we can put our, our trust in the, in the wrong things. We can reach for the wrong things. We can reach for success. We can reach for relationships. We can reach for friendships. We can reach to make a difference. And none of those things are wrong. In fact, they're all really good things. But if we don't first remember that it is he who gives us the ability, sometimes we can start to reach in before we reach up. We can look at the things we're gifted at. Look at the talents we have. Look at the abilities we have. And if we start to reach in before we first reach up, we can end up placing our trust in our own ability, placing our confidence in our our own strength and in the strength of our hands, forgetting that it is he who gives us the ability. When you look at Adam's posture in that painting, you could almost say that, He looks like he has no purpose. There's no identifying features about him. There's no drive in his eyes. There's no purpose to him. 
But when we reach up to God, that's where we find who we truly are. It's in him that we find our identity. It's in him that we find our security, our hope, our peace, our joy, regardless of the situations we're in. We need to reach up. And I can hear you say, well, that's great, Jono, but how do I reach up? It's not like I can physically reach for something. And so for me, there are three key things that empower me to reach up. And if you were here this morning, you're going to be thinking, man, him and Carl must have prepared this message together. But honestly, we didn't. Because my three things are the word, prayer, and the church. Word, prayer, and the church. So the word, God's word, 66 books written by 40 different authors over a period of around 1,500 years. And yet it all tells the same story of a God who reached down into humanity, a God who wanted to be involved with his creation. This book will carry you through any situation that you're facing. It's alive and it's relevant today because John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. So when we want to reach up, when we want to get connected to him, we can turn to his word because we know in his word we're going to find him and his presence. We also have prayer. And just like, just like the people around you, if you want to get to know someone, you have to talk with them and you have to spend time with them. And that's what prayer does. Prayer gives us access to God, allows us to talk and to hang out with him. It's just as simple as a conversation Yet it has the power to move and to change things in your life. Yet so often our posture towards prayer can be like that of Adam's in this painting. There's no urgency. There's no depression or, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit tired today, God. I don't really want to do it. Or, oh, I'm a bit too busy. I can't really fit it in in my life right now. But the thing is, reaching up is an action. So it's going to require effort. It's going to require a little bit of work. On our part, we may have to shift our posture a little bit. We're going to have to put the effort in. What does your posture look like right now? What does your posture look like? Are you desperate to be in God's presence? Are you positioning yourself to reach up? When was the last time you came to a prayer meeting? Have you ever come to a prayer meeting? It's going to take a bit of effort on our part to reach up. But prayer also connects you to God's heart. When you spend time with someone, you gradually become more and more like that person. And so as we pray and we spend time in God's presence, we slowly but surely are transformed to be more and more like him. We start to catch his heart. He starts to prompt us on things he wants us to do and to change. And in fact, the more we reach up in prayer, the more we won't be able to help but then reach out. The more we spend time in prayer and God's presence, we won't be able to help but reach out because we'll be continuing to be changed and impacted by his love for the people around us. And when we pray, we, we're listening for God's voice. We're listening for what he wants to say. Sometimes it's just a thought that sticks in your mind that you, you can't shake, you can't get rid of. Sometimes it's when you're reading the word and a, a verse will just jump out and jumps right into the situation that you're facing Right now, whatever it may be, prayer is going to connect you and align you with God. And then we come to the third part, which is church. 
the church. I 100% believe that the church is God's plan to see his kingdom advance here on earth. It's his way of reaching down to earth. And so, yes, the church makes mistakes. We don't always get everything right. But the thing is, we're not a group of people attending a church. We're a group of people being the church. And so if you want to see the church grow, if you want to see the church get better, if you want to see the church continue to bless people and make an impact across the world, then by reaching up you and improving yourself and getting yourself more connected with God is going to benefit the whole church because you are the church. When you grow and you get more connected with God, the church flourishes just that little bit more. It starts with you. And so when you're connected in with a church, when you're invested, you're sold out, you're giving, you're serving, you're going to be surrounded by people who are going to continue to build you up, continue to encourage you and strengthen you. And that's what community is designed for. It's designed to give us a place where we can encourage each other, strengthen each other. We can do the journey together. It's a place where we can all belong. And I don't know about you, but I find it so much easier to reach up when I know I'm among a group of people who are also reaching up, around a group of people who are all on the same journey together. We're all reaching up together, that we're better together than we are on our own, and the church provides us that place. It provides a space for singing together, like we have tonight. Music, I think, was created as a way of connecting with us emotionally. It's designed to connect us to God. If you think you're in a movie and, you know, and it's a critical scene and the, the theme music ramps up and suddenly you start getting emotionally connected with what's going on, you start getting emotionally connected to these fictional characters on a screen, but it's because music is designed to move you emotionally. It's designed to move you in your spirit. And so when we get together and we sing and we praise God, we align ourselves, we are moving ourselves in line with him and his spirit. And as Carl mentioned this morning, when we worship, we lift our eyes off our present circumstances. It fixes our eyes again on the big picture. It helps us keep the main thing, the main thing. And church gives us that place where we can worship and connect with God in that way. So reading the word, spending time in prayer, getting invested in the church, singing, worshiping, These are all some of the ways, some of the actions we can do that are going to cause us to reach up. It's going to take effort on our part. It's going to require all of us to change our posture. We might have to position ourselves a little bit differently. We might have to add things into our week to spend some time with God. But reaching up needs to be our primary focus. We've been created to live in this connection with God. And it's only in him that we're going to find that security and that fulfillment, that hope that we need through this man called Jesus. Reaching up reminds us that all of this, all of our ability, all of our strength immediately comes from him. It empowers us and it equips us for the work he is calling us to do. And we're going to continue this conversation in a moment over in our Panel, But before we do, I just want to echo a, a challenge that was given this morning, and that's that some of us need to reset our reach. Some of us have our, our reach the wrong way around. Some of us are reaching out before we reach in. 
And we're thinking that if we, if we do more for God, if we, if, we, uh, if we make ourselves more busy, or if we do all these different things, that we're somehow going to be more approved by him. Or some of us are reaching in. We're thinking that we can do this in our own strength, that we've got this, that we're talented enough, we've got enough ability, that we can do this. We don't really need God. But our first reach needs to be up. It's by his power and his strength. We're already accepted and loved by him. We don't need to win his approval anymore. That was won through Jesus on the cross. He's won our acceptance. And so our main focus can be to reach up. And so I hope you've been encouraged by that. And we're going to head over to our Life Talk panel now to continue this discussion. Awesome. Great work, Jono. That was an excellent message. And um, I'm going to try and um, juggle technology, which I don't know. They say that women can multitask really well, but I seem to miss that gene when it comes to technology. It just disappears. Uh, But please do text in uh, to the number up there, and I will endeavour to ask your questions. And I apologise if we don't get to all of them tonight. Uh, But I'll introduce the panel to you first. I'm Angela. Nice to meet you. This is Jono, as you know. This is Moana and Simon, and they both serve on team at Life Church as well. And you're the lead pastor here, so people need to. Thank you. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> not quite with Carl. So let's just start um, with talking about this whole idea of reach up. And how about you guys tell us some situations where you have had to reach up to God? What has it looked like for you to reach up to God? Simon, do you want to kick us off on that one? Oh, you picked on me, didn't you? I did you? pick on you. Yeah, I love sorry. picking on people. Reaching up. I think um, one thing that I always do whenever I'm, you know, worshipping here as a, as a worship leader is one thing that I always do before I come or during the practice or whatever I'm doing. I'm always reaching up to God before I kind of get on stage or do anything because there's no point in me getting up here and kind of putting on a, a fast and kind of trying to make my way through the through the service, but I've really got to commit, you know, put all, all aside all the stuff that's gone on in the morning or the week or whatever it may be to kind of just focus on what I'm doing now. Um, and that's kind of one thing that I guess I do every, every time that I'm, you know, on stage here is kind of reaching up and being like, okay, God, I can't do this by myself. I need you to, you to help me do this, basically. Yeah, that's good. That's mine. something particular. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, with red frogs, definitely um, something. I'm quite a quiet person, and so dealing with loud groups of loud people can be quite difficult for me. Um, so it's a situation where I really definitely have to sort of reach up to God and ask Him to be with me and help me and give me the right words and awesome. just yeah, calm me down when I'm getting too anxious right. and that sort of thing. Cool. But. Awesome. Interesting, actually, that both of the things you picked up on are about reaching up to God, not just for yourselves, but for others, mm. uh, and to hear from God for others. So, Well, I mean, in that sense, you're actually, you're reaching up so that you can then reach out mm. in both yeah. of those, you know, which is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly illustrates your message there, John. It was very convenient, very convenient. <laughs> How about you, specifically for you? What's something that you've... Oh, it's, it's a constant, like, I... I um, it's a constant um, challenge for me, I suppose, is to make sure that I'm not just doing things for God, but I'm being with God and I'm in his presence. Um, I suppose for me, one of the practicals is um, 
I decided that I needed to be intentional about it, and so I just added a um, a 15. So I live and die by my calendar on my phone. If I if it's not in my calendar, I don't do it. Um, and so I um, so I I added a 15 minute event in my calendar called prayer every morning when I get to work. So it's just a, it's just a slot that starts there at nine o'clock, and it sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's 15 seconds. But it's just something that reminds me that before I start my day, before I carry on with emails and phone calls and whatever else I need to do, but to stop and to just thank God for what he's doing, ask for his presence, ask what he wants to do. And um, yeah, it just, it's a nice way of starting my day going, Lord, I want to I wanna serve you today. How can I do that? So yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's a good point because when we think about reaching up to God, the reality is we actually have to be intentional about it. And it's not just a matter of, oh, we go by our day. And because we're meant to be in relationship with God full-time, that we're always going to think about reaching up. And I guess that sort of leads into the next question. Does it come naturally? Does reaching up to God come naturally? I think probably for me, aspects of it does. So for me, um, what Johnny was talking about, so like, for example, prayer comes quite naturally to me. Um, You know, being at praying, you know, wherever I may be, whatever I'm doing. Um, But one thing that really doesn't come naturally to me that I really have to make a concerted effort is reading the word. Um, So it's kind of, it's, I have to make an effort and be like, okay, that's one thing that I really need to focus on. Whereas that, you know, prayer is kind of something that I've kind of developed that I kind of just do throughout the day. I do kind of stuff, whatever I'm doing. But it's that kind of stepping and being like, okay, cool, I really need to, what Jono said, like the pre, like 15 minutes, I need to go, okay, cool, I've got 15 minutes at the end of the day or the start of the day to be like, okay, I'm just going to read my Bible, find something that speaks to me and then carry on kind of thing. Um, I don't drive, so I walk a lot, so I find, I pray a lot of the time when I'm walking, so yeah, again, that's quite Jesus walked for... everywhere, so you're obviously <laughs> real spiritual. <laughs> you have to wear sandals, though, or else it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, again, reading the Bible is, I find hard. I mean, I have it on my nightstand, but it's like, I don't always have the time or, you know, you get up late. Um, but I find using the Bible apps quite useful because you can set it as a reminder and then it'll tell you if you've missed a day, which makes you feel really guilty, but that's good. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so it may not always come naturally, but you can schedule it to come naturally. It just turns up on your phone. Excellent. Yeah. I think also with time, I think uh, beginning out on my Christian walk, I didn't find it natural at all to be honest to turn to God in prayer and to seek him first I mean he tells us in the scriptures seek first the kingdom of God and all these others will be added, added unto you but I, I think he had to instruct us because it doesn't come naturally to start with we have to realize we, we're in our humanness we focus on ourselves a lot we rely on ourselves a lot we rely on people around us to fulfill our needs and I think we do have to actively seek God and, and it doesn't come naturally at first, but over time, when you see the power of turning to God, when you see the power of answered prayer, when you see the power of healing and deliverance and all these things yeah. uh, in your life and, and to others when you pray, you can't help but turn to God when things go wrong yeah. or when you want to thank him for something. or It, it becomes a natural, ongoing just conversation yeah. um, rather than having to you know, get up in the morning and go, I must set aside time. That's my time with God. As Carl said, that full-time relationship just comes out of including him in your thoughts and talking to him yeah, as you walk. And it just becomes, it becomes a natural thing. But it, it, sometimes you have to, I don't know, I think we slip back into our humanness as well. Yep. And we can often slip back into works and slip back into our own strengths and, and forget. So it is good to remind ourselves mm. to draw away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I think even the fact that Jesus, like Jesus obviously understood that it's not going to come naturally for us because he commanded us to do it. Yeah. He made it a commandment. You've got, to, you've got to love God and you've got to love others. So there's obviously an aspect of that where it doesn't come naturally. But I agree. I think the more you do it, um, you know, the more you make it a part of your day, the more you make it habitual, then it slowly does become more part of, part of what you do. So. Uh, you know, just talking about the, the Michelangelo painting and that, that whole posturing ourselves, and I think that was, that's quite powerful, the, the Adam posturing of just being relaxed, kind of going, oh, well, you know, and, and yeah, we can often get like that. But what are, what are things we can do to posture ourselves in a better way, to, to hear from God, to receive from God, mm. and to reach out to him? What are some maybe practical things? What can we do to posture ourselves towards him? Well, I mean, for me, it's it's the the, the scheduling. So putting it in my calendar um, that that really helps me because it, it causes me to do it. Um, but I think also just setting like um, setting what your priorities are. Um, like in terms of the calendars, like I think Bill Hybels made a comment. He said that um, your calendar will show you what kind of person you'll be in five years' time. In a sense, what you what you prioritize now, the things you schedule in, your non-negotiables, they're going to determine what kind of person you're going to be. So, in terms of um, posturing yourself, it's well, what are you what are you scheduling in your calendar? Is is um, is prayer meeting scheduled in there? Is is Sunday church scheduled in there? Is prayer time scheduled in? Is it is it something that you've decided? Yep, I'm going to go to this. Or is it something that when you wake up? on Sunday morning, oh, I'll, I'll see how I feel and whether I'll go. Mm. Or it's like, well, no, for me, it's, it's scheduled in. I'm, I'm turning up regardless. Um, yeah, so that's, for me, that's how I do it. Um, I think for me, definitely being, like you said, in community. It's like if your friends are you know, going along to a prayer meeting or if you know, you, you know you're going to be missed if you're not at church sort of thing, or like you've got a responsibility to be here, then it's definitely going to make it easier, I find. But, yeah. Um. I don't know. I can't think of something off the top of my That's head. That's all right, too. You don't have to know everything, yeah. being on the panel. I think, I think it's just, I, I guess, what kind of what Carl and John have said. Is, is it's just a relationship that you just got to keep building. you just got to work on it. It's just like, you know, it's like if, you know, John and I didn't talk for a year, like, we would probably not as be as close as we are now. But, like, you've got you've to constantly, you know, check in with people and... I, that sounds like it's a it's like a friendly relationship, but that's the kind of way that I view my relationship with with God. Is that it's okay, cool. You know, I'm if I'm not talking to him, then I'm not learning from him. I'm not growing more and more and more like him, basically. That's good. Can I pick a last question, really, that we've got time for? But <clears throat> I'm going to like pick on you guys a bit and ask you a really heated question. I'll start with you, Jono. Can I ask you, since you've been on staff? how your reaching up has changed and how have there been challenges to that? Because I know I found it yep. a big, big challenge. 100%. I remember, I remember when I first came on this job, I heard a quote which terrified me, and I couldn't tell you who it's from, but um, they made the comment that said the scariest thing about ministry is you can learn how to do it. In the sense that you can, you can learn the motions, you can learn the routines, you can know how to do it. Um, but it was that reminder that, yeah, you can be doing all these things, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're spending time with God. So for me, it's making sure I'm reading my Bible outside of the times that I'm just preparing for a sermon. Um, I'm actually spending time with him and, um, yes, yeah, scheduling it in. So that's, that's where that 15-minute um, that prayer slot came from, is I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not actually scheduling time for him. I've got to find, to find ways to do that. So... Um, yeah, it can definitely be really easy um, when you're, in, not just on staff, but when you're involved in church, you're around worship leading, serving, doing all sorts, doing so many, so many things around God that you're not actually spending time yeah. with 
God. And so that was the biggest challenge for me. So yeah, definitely it's changed. I think, and I think that is, and that's what I want to ask you guys too. Have you found it being, you go from turning up to church, you, you, you know, you find this amazing relationship with God. You just feel so connected to him and passionate about it. And then as you go on in church life, you begin to serve and that can often be the next step. And then you find that you are doing more mm. church stuff and that can feel like you're doing more with God. But there's, it's different, isn't it? So how have you found, you know, Simon? Yeah, it kind of like lulls you into a false sense of security almost. It's like, oh, cool, I'm doing all these things for God. And, you know, surely my relationship's going to be growing. But then sometimes you're just going through the motions. You're just being there and turning up on the day. You're not actually, like, investing in it. You're not actually, you know, taking the time to, you know, seek God. It's just kind of, okay, cool, I'll just turn up and do my job and then go. But I think, yeah, it's it's hard to... I think that's one one of the I guess one of the one of the big challenges for me is that I've got to kind of readjust it and be like, okay, yeah, you went to church today and you play music and worship led and all that kind of stuff, but how's you know your personal walk with God going? How's how are you you know did you spend any time in the Word this morning? Did you pray? You know, when you you know woke up in the morning, what are you doing personally to to seek God instead of just doing the things that feel like you're doing it kind of thing? If that makes sense. Anything to add there, Mon? I feel definitely working with kids, it's something like they sort of, they really see you for who you really are, I guess. And um, yeah, if you're not, if you're just going for the motions, you tend to get cranky possibly more easily. Um, and just all sorts of little things. Like they'll ask you questions and they want an answer. And I feel like if you're not doing stuff for yourself, you don't have the right wisdom to give them or you don't have the right. Yeah, heart attitude possibly about asking, the, answering those questions rather than just like random information. But. Yeah, that's great. I think that's a real encouragement to all of us is that, yeah, we can see church sometimes as, as your time to spend with God. But if you actually see church as a place that you come to give, you give worship, you know, you, you pray maybe for others, you connect with others, um, that's not, in isolation, that's not enough to, to, to sustain relationship. Um, but often we can come to church and feel like, oh, you know, tick the box now, I've spent time with God. But, yeah, it's an encouragement, particularly if you serve and you're involved in other areas of church life, just to carve out that time. But I'm going to hand over to Jono. You can pray for us. Thanks. Why don't we stand? Lord, we thank you that you did reach down to us, God. We thank you that you're a God that doesn't want to be distant. You're a God that doesn't want to be uninvolved. But God, you are, you are actively interested in what is happening in our lives. You see our, our day-to-day, our mundane, and you want to be a part of it. And so God, as we go about this week, would we continue to posture ourselves in a way to connect with you more? Would we position ourselves to receive from you, whether we need to add in some extra disciplines to to spend time with you, to carve out time, whether it's we need to spend more time in your presence, we need to read your word, whatever it is, God, would you help us do that this week? Help us just to step a little bit closer to you this week. In Jesus' name, amen.